Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GODIGITAL, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. It's time for another episode of Ask Maureen. In this month, we covered topics like after scanning portraits, what do do I save or discard the cardstock? What do I do with old scrapbooks? What's the best way to title each picture? And a perennial favorite, what pen or pencil should I identify photographs with? And people asked me for an update on my family movie journey. And I can tell you, I'm pretty happy with what's happened. One person wrote in to say that they had a collection of photographs from their mother-in-law's school and what should they do with them? And what about large wedding photos? The ones that include pretty much everyone in the family and maybe people from the community as well. If you have questions for the next episode, please email them to me at photodetective at maureentaylor.com or watch for the social media posts on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, in my newsletter. So the first question of this Ask Maureen is, after scanning portraits, what to do with regard concerning saving or discarding the cardstock coverings? And I said you should keep them because sometimes they include photographer's information and it gives you context for the photo and can help you date the photo even. What should I use to mark the back of unmounted tintypes? So it is pretty much impossible to write on the tintypes, but I have seen people who like carve into the back of the tintype. This is just not a thing to do. What I recommend is that you put the tintype in acid and lignin-free sleeve, like it could be a paper sleeve or it could be a polyester sleeve. And then you back that with a piece of cardstock and you write the identification on the back of that. Or alternately, you can put the identification on a small piece of paper. You can put the tintype and that small piece of paper with the label on your 
uh, scanning device and scan the whole thing so that you also have a record of that identification with the image. If you're using memory web, for instance, you can scan the front, scan the tag, and then combine them. So that's what I would do for tintypes because you can't really write on them. Someone asked, they said they inherited family pictures that are incredibly old. And this came from an Instagram question. Many of them are in old scrapbooks that are slowly deteriorating with age. She's sure that there are facts written on the back of any of the photos, but I'm torn about taking the albums apart. And that is the dilemma, right? Maybe, just maybe things are written on the back. But in my experience, about 99% of the people never wrote anything on the back of those photographs. They pasted them in the album and then sometimes wrote underneath them with sort of white ink if it's a black paper album. So I don't advise people to take apart those black paper albums. I just don't because they tell a story. If you're, if you're really gonna do it, no matter what I say, and I could tell you stories of, of people who have done that and, and it never ends well, take a photograph of the entire page and then recreate the album in a new album, in a new acid and lignin free album. And, you know, make sure that it's, all in the same order so that you retain that context and the story that that person put together on that page. I am scanning and saving documents for family archival purposes. What is the best way to title each picture when I save it? Oh, I'm thinking of doing an entire webinar on labeling images. I think it's a good idea. I get so many questions about it and it really depends on the type of picture. So I'm gonna dodge this question just a little bit. I have been scanning my lifetime of photographs that I hadn't done, that things like you know, my childhood and things have been scanned, but this is sort of my adult life. And I find that I'm grouping them and labeling them and batch captioning them by the what's happening in them, sort of like San Diego, 1981. But if you're talking about people, then I usually put the last name, underscore, first name, underscore, the a middle name if you have it, if that can determine, like in my family, we have multiple generations of people with the same name. It's like crazy number of generations. Then a B for the birth date, a year of the photograph, and then the computer numbering thing, like 001 or 002 so that you have several images. And of course, before you scan, you're gonna batch everything. You really need to batch things in file folders so that when you scan all the pictures of your grandmother, you scan them all at once so that computer numbering system makes And you should definitely save as a TIFF. You can always go down a level, but you can't go up. So, you know, do that. As somebody says, I know that this has been asked before, but what pen or pencil should I use to identify photographs? You can use an ebony pencil. You can use a 6B or 8B pencil. The B is the operative word here. And I buy these at my local art supply store and I can sharpen them in a regular pencil sharpener. If you're gonna write on the back of uh, resin coated images, you can use something called a Stabilo pencil, which you can also get at art supply stores. Or you can use a photo signature pen that I buy by the box from amazon.com. And they are quick drying, acid free, all of the good things. And it says it right on the side of the pen. When I buy them by the box, that's the cheapest way to buy them. Any updates on my family movies I've sent out? So that seems to be the number one thing that people wanna hear about. I sent my home movies 
to scanmyphotos.com. They have been on the podcast before, Mitch Goldstone and his company. They do an excellent job of scanning and they did an excellent job of digitizing. It took a long time to get stuff back because they're very busy. And it came back in a weird USB that looks like a key, which I had the hardest time getting into my computer. The only real negative I have to say about the scan my photos scanning job was that they gave me everything as an AVI file, a .AVI file. And I really needed an MP4. I'm on a Mac. I had to download another program and I had to do that to convert everything to an MP4, which was kind of annoying because I had a lot of movies. But other than that, they did a great job with it. Everything's in a single file, so I don't have to try to separate them. Then I went with a local company. The Hunt's Camera Store here has a relationship with a company called Retro, which is local. I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, and they're local to Rhode Island. And I had a ton of movies digitized by them as well. They did an excellent job with the scanning. I went back to them and brought a whole bunch of video to them as well, and they did another great job. The only negative I have is when it's the videotapes, everything is a separate file, but all my films, all my home movie films, and they did everything in it as an MP4. They did everything in 1080 that I wanted. They, they ran them all together with just a single frame in between. So when I'm trying to edit, I have a hard time seeing it. When I project the, the MP4 on a movie screen that I bought through Facebook Marketplace, it's much clearer where the division is between the reels. So that's my negative. It has been quite costly, I will say though. If you ask me how much I spent on all this digitization, it would be an eye-popping. Every time I went out, it, it cost several hundred dollars. But I'm glad I did it because I've had some home movie events with my mom and a cousin who's just a little bit younger than my mom. And we had a really good time laughing about all these things that we used to do and seeing family members that have been gone for a long time. So you can't put a price on that kind of memory. And, you know, it was COVID last year, right? I didn't go anywhere, anywhere at all. So I feel like it was definitely worth the investment. That's how my home movie thing is going. I'm thinking of doing a whole webinar on dealing with your life, digitize your life or dealing with the 20th century. I don't know. I go through different iterations trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. But each one will have a different chapter on films and slides and Polaroids and things like that. All the questions that people send me. Somebody wrote in and said, I have a large collection of photos from my mother-in-law's school days. These photos have the names of most people in the photos identified. I also have a yearbook with frames and names. How do I get these online so people searching people in these photos can find them? Here's my advice. You can create a Facebook page for that class, and I recommend that you do it. That would be very helpful. You can put them all in a Google Drive folder and share that a million places as well. So if you put it in the drive, then you can share it on a Facebook page for maybe the town in which they lived or the historical society. Our poor coal miner steel worker ancestors in the 1900s took quite large wedding photos. Where might one find the cost of a photo for this back then? I would check the newspaper. And I love those turn of the century, huge group wedding portraits. Maybe I have to share some of them. I have over 250, I think, uh, wedding pictures. I always meant to write a history of wedding photos. And then I never got around to it. And Becky wants to know if I've ever checked into Forever. Becky, yes, I have spoken to them. 
They have a good reputation. I am going to be doing some other things, deep diving into what they offer and what PhotoMine offers. I am now on the board of the Family History Metadata Working Group, uh, a group I'm very happy to be associated with. And I definitely want to see all of these companies do more with metadata, just like Memory Web does and Lightroom. And I think Forever's on the list as well. They do a good job as well. And that's basically the information that you want to embed in that image. So with that note, I am going to wrap this up. If you have any questions, I do this once a month. By the way, the podcast this month, please check them out. I've got the wedding detectives from the BBC radio, and I just love them. They take wedding photos and then they research the people and it is murder and mayhem. Let me tell you the stuff that they have discovered. It's Cole Morton and Charlotte Sibtain, who is Vintage Wedding on Instagram. Visualizing Equality is another great one that I did talking about African-American photographers and the images that they took. And I featured a couple of collectors of photographs of men in love. Give it a listen because uh, these are really important images and they have found a lot of them. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next month. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one -on -one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.